0: It's prediction time, so we're talking offensive then defensive predictions for Florida versus Samford, which is gonna be really fun to talk about. Then we'll talk about the Florida Gators women's basketball team starting the year one and O oh, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day, available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Happy Thursday. It's 11, 11 by the way, so that's cool. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of whole9sports.com, where you can find all my written work. And this one's probably going to be a little bit quicker just because, you know, I, I'm not going to give you filler. It's likely going to be a blowout, but I'm still going to roll with predictions because, Tis tradition at this point. Offensive prediction for the Florida Gators: forty plus rushing attempts. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be my first one. But hear me out, Dan Mullen. We know him. He's gonna throw the ball for sure. Like pretty, he's gonna throw the ball probably more than he should. It's gonna be a blowout. He's just gonna keep taking deep shots down the field because he likes to do that. We saw him do that against Florida Atlantic. We saw him do that against South Florida. So nothing is going to change. There, I think, but with Michael Solene stepping in as the offensive line coach for the remainder of the season and his experience as a run game coordinator, I'd expect him to have at least a say again, not make a huge impact, but I expect him to at least get a say in the game plan. And knowing Michael Solene, who was an offensive lineman, offensive linemen love running the football, they love being involved and being kind of the, the, uh, a little bit of a focal point there. So Michael Solene, former offensive lineman, probably going to say run the football. Michael Soline, former run game coordinator, likely going to say run the football. Michael Solene as a tight end coach on a team that didn't pass the tight ends, probably going to say run the football. Michael Solene as the new offensive line coach for the Florida Gators, probably going to say run the football for a team that Again, our rushing attack has been very good, but not because of our offensive line. In fact, our rushing attack has been very good in spite of the offensive line because they have just been shooting us in the foot all year. But our running backs and our quarterbacks have been making plays consistently when the offensive line failed them consistently. So with Michael Solina as a new offensive line coach for the remainder of the season, I'm expecting him to say, hey, let's run the ball a bit. Let's get involved. Let's... Let's do that, and also, obviously, late, late, late in the game, probably going to be a blowout. Why not run the ball, run the clock out, get out of there healthy? Next, I think Florida's going to have more plays than they've had in any game this season so far. Our most plays in a single game offensively, 81 in Week 1 versus Florida Atlantic, has not gone up since then, which is perfectly fine His 81 is a ton of plays to be on the field, but... I think that we will see more plays this week against Samford than any other game, including the 81 against Florida Atlantic. I think Dan Mullen, he will want to go up-tempo a lot. That's, That's just him. He seems to finally be accepting responsibility for the failures of the team this season, which is something that he had not done prior to this past weekend. But I think he also recognizes that he needs to absolutely obliterate Sanford while also getting the offense back on track. And when I say obliterate, obliterate, I mean like like Thanos snapped them out like that. That's what he. That's what the Gators need to do against Sanford. This is a game we should easily win by probably. I'm going to say the spread somewhere in the 40s. I don't know for sure. I haven't looked yet, but I'm going to say the spread is somewhere in the mid low 40s. Just because it seems to be 42 ish is usually blowout region when we look at. A team like Florida against a lesser team, but hey, maybe it's lower. Either way, I'm taking it. That's why I don't care where the spread is right now. But it also makes sense because Sanford, they like to throw the ball kind of a lot, which means clock stoppages for first downs and clock stoppages for incompletions and clock stoppages for turnovers. And I'm assuming that this Florida defense is going to be able to get Sanford off the field kind of consistently at least it it better be at least kind of consistently so offense back on the field offense gets more plays I'm expecting long sustained drives long in terms of number of plays uh not so sure about you know uh time of possession because I do think Florida is going to go up tempo so more plays more than 81 plays is basically my point and uh, I did this last week I don't need to go super in depth here at least one turnover Again, it's going to happen. We don't know how. We don't know when. We don't know who is going to turn it over. We don't know why they're going to turn it over. But someone on this Gators team is going to turn the ball over at some point. Why? They're the Florida Gators. That's, that's what they do at this point. We've had zero games with zero turnovers so far this season, we've had games with zero interceptions. We've had games with zero fumbles. We had not had a game with zero interceptions plus fumbles. So at some point, likely going to turn the ball over, probably going to be something stupid like taking a deep shot when we don't need to. That's that's not a knock on anything. That's just what we tend to do at certain points. Look like at the end of the Florida-Atlantic game. Look at the South Florida game if you want. Take a deep shot when so we don't need to probably going to lead to a turnover at some point that's just gators football this year baby we're about to get into defensive predictions but first you guys know by now i grew up right around the block from mcdonald's i currently live right around the block from mcdonald's that is currently renovated and i cannot wait for it to open up because on saturday night i tried walking through the drive through for i mean i don't think i need to explain why i would do that but i tried walking through the dri- and um They were not open yet, and I was waiting out there for a little bit. So I just want to point that one out that that was was really fun. But when I was a kid, I used to go two to three times a week after school. I used to go on the weekends after playing basketball, playing football, baseball, whatever I was playing at that season. And we used to go hang out and just, you know, shoot the – password with the manager who his dad owned the mcdonald's and it was really it was really dope to be able to hang out with the manager talk jets talk giants talk college football talk nba mlb whatever it was we were talking it was awesome i used to love going it was owned by that one family that they owned another one nearby they were fantastic people and i mean i i couldn't get it on saturday so i'm probably going to go some point soon to get mcdonald's for dinner you know why not Let's celebrate. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect and hell, maybe even have a Lockdown Gators watch party. Why not? But ba ba ba. I'm loving it. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking at defensive predictions here, at least two interceptions. This is like more of a request, please please, Florida. At least get two interceptions against Samford. Like I said. Sanford likes to throw the ball this season they've thrown the ball considerably more than they've run the ball and I mean I'm assuming that Florida will have a sizable lead and sanford will have to throw the ball because of course you can't just be like okay we lost run run it out end the game No, as any coach or any players who want to say throw the damn ball you know let's try to get back into this and hopefully at that point Florida will force from turnovers and also one of the things that I'm looking forward to here is I think that people are underestimating just how ready this defense will be to go this week because Todd Grantham's out and we've saw the past couple weeks this defense which is Besides just sucking in general, not, and I don't mean talent wise, I mean the scheme, but besides just not playing well in general, the effort has not been there from a lot of the defenders over the past couple weeks. And Todd Grantham was a big reason for that. In fact, I may or may not have, um, I, I may or may not have confirmed that at least one defensive commit who decommitted from Florida is possibly considering Florida again now that Todd Grantham is gone. So I'll I'll say that I won't say who cuz I don't know if I can say who, but I'll say that and now with Christian Robinson in, hopefully this defense will be ready to go. I'm also predicting that there will be at least 33 pressures from Florida's defense this week. And I realize 33 is like one it sounds like an insane amount, but two it also is the season high. That's why it's so oddly specific. 32 is our season high. So 33 is what I think we will get this week, similar to most plays. And I mean, we've had over 40 rushing yards, but similar to most plays, I think 33 pressures is going to happen because again, it all comes back to Sanford throwing the ball a lot. And like I've mentioned multiple times this week, I think Christian Robinson might be a little blitz happy as a defensive coordinator this week. I just think it's his first time calling a game. He might just be like, hey, guess what? We're going to send the house always. And that might be what we do. And, hey, I'm here for it. I picked 33 again because Florida had 32 pressures, their most in a game, against Vanderbilt. And I think this game is going to be kind of similar to Vanderbilt. Maybe not in terms of getting off, or maybe not in terms of the offense staying on the field so much against the Gators defense, but I think that it's going to be a significantly worse team throwing the ball a lot against this Florida defense. And I think that the D-line, again, I mentioned this defense. I think they're going to be just playing with their hair on fire this week. That's why I I think they're going to be really pissed. I think they're going to be really energetic, and I think they're going to be ready to kick some beep. And that, that's where my, again, Sanford throws the ball a lot. Florida's defensive line is still very good, despite not having great performances over the past couple of weeks. That's just a fact. I still love them. I still think they're amazing, but that, that, that's just the fact of the situation at this point. And I think that Florida is going to really pin their ears back and just come after Sanford because this is a game where we should be killing them, which leads me to my last point, a shutout. I, I don't think that's too much to ask for from Florida considering we shut out Vanderbilt And again I am going to compare this team, the Sanford team and the Sanford game to the game that Florida played against Vanderbilt just a few weeks ago, which is insane because Florida won that game 42 nothing uh, despite they, they did get bailed out by Vanderbilt you know making a poor making a few poor decisions plan wise, missing a few kicks, that's the thing. They missed a few kicks. It's not like Vanderbilt just missed one. They were in field goal range somewhat often, and they just missed their kicks, which is great for Florida because that gives us a shout out somewhere in the season. And I I think it's going to be similar to that, except I don't think that Sanford will be getting into field goal range as often as Vanderbilt did against Florida, which I don't think that's far-fetched to say or guess or predict. I think that this Florida defense, again, with Christian Robinson, Ready to play, ready to murder Sanford. And I mean that as politely as possible. I don't hate Sanford. I got nothing against Sanford. I'm just saying. I think that Florida will absolutely dominate them. And I'm kind of predicting a shutout, which is like a bold prediction, but not a bold prediction because, again, this is a team that we should shut out because they're Sanford. We are Florida. But again, this year, that don't mean a damn thing that <laughs> we're Florida. That means nothing right now with how things have gone over the past five games. Not, not a good season for Florida so far, but again, Florida, you got, you got to pin years back. You got to get after Sanford. I don't think Sanford's the kind of team that they're going to be like, okay, you know what? We're going to get blown out, but they're paying us for this, but we're going to get blown out. So let's just run the ball. You know, why not? I, I don't think they're that kind of team. I think that even though they are massive underdogs, Sanford's going to come into this game the way they should, which is hey, this Florida team, pretty 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 down bad right now. This Florida team, mm, they 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 were going through a defensive coordinator change. This Florida team, wildly disappointing this season. We should go in there like we got a shot. I don't think Sanford's going to look at this game and say, all right, boys, get get go ahead, do your thing, just <laughs> just make some plays. Hopefully, help yourself. Transfer. Do whatever you want to do. Move to the next level. I don't care. But go ahead, do your thing. And hopefully, hopefully, we get out of here with a um, you know a, a little bit of dignity. Now, Florida Sanford is going to come out here, and Sanford going to try to beat Florida. But I don't think they have a shot. I think that Sanford is going to do the things that Florida is good at. Like I think Sanford's going to try to throw the ball a lot, and I think that Florida's secondary. I think that that's going to be maybe the biggest difference with Christian Robinson. The Todd Grantham is that Christian Robinson is going to let our corners play press often. I think we're going to play a little bit more man. I just think that's something that we should do. And I think it's something that will happen. And I think that Florida is going to play hard. They're going to play angry and they're going to blow Sanford out of the water and shut them out completely. So at least two picks, at least 33 pressures and a shutout. I I don't think that's asking for too much. Anybody else make money this past weekend? I know I did. I'm just going to let you know that now. Bet online. That's how I do it. I made money betting on Chinese basketball last night. I made money betting on Russian hockey this morning. I'm going to make money probably pretty soon with some Euroleague basketball. You know, it's just my style. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, Florida losing a lot this season has done nothing good for me, but that's really fun. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost Anything you can imagine, it is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON, that is L-O-C-K-E-D, no space O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Now gators women's basketball time i've been very excited to talk about this i've been looking forward to this for a long time the florida gators women's basketball team i won't call them the lady gators i hate doing that start the year 1-0 after an 84-70 to win over georgia state on tuesday night it was it was a great game I, similar to the men's basketball game against elon this game is not as close as the score suggests Florida's women's basketball team was much better offensively in this first game than they were last year on average, which again means nothing because it's one game. So you can't really compare the points per game to the points per game, but I'm going to do it anyway. 84 points in this game, 72 points per game on average last year, but similar to Florida's men's basketball team. This Gators women's basketball team is going to, I think, put up a lot of points, but they also have similar issues, which we'll get to. But similar to how Colin Castleton and Myron Jones went off for Florida, the Florida Gators women's basketball team have their own duo that went off in Lavender Briggs and Kiara Smith. They are gods. I don't care what anyone says. I was watching the game and they were just going off. They combined for 39 points. On 14 of 27 shooting in the first half, they were much better. Second half, they kind of tapered off, but that's totally fine. 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals, and 2 blocks. They were just everywhere, absolutely dominating this game for the Florida Gators. It was just a beautiful game. Jordan Merritt had a big game herself. She had 15 points, 6 rebounds three assists, and a steal, and shot seven for 11 for, from uh, the free throw line, and she was just points galore. And I am I like that she shot seven for 11. That's not a fantastic shooting percentage by any stretch, but college basketball shooters, for some reason, just or college basketball players, for some reason, at both male and female, just can't shoot free throws with any sort of consistency. And maybe that's a thing. If you come to Florida, you're not allowed to practice your free throws. But Jordan Merritt is someone who's at least – semi-reliable so in late game situations when we have a lead and we are getting fouled Jordan Merritt will be there to convert her free throws hopefully Lavender Briggs Kara Smith the same thing so we've got at least a solid trio here this year the bench mob was out there putting in word I'm just gonna say I, I just loved how they were playing I love Nina Ricards was Playing a lights out game. Very big second half for her. Faith Dutt, same thing. Very big second half for her. They were both very good off the bench. And this is going to be a team where we've got solid contributors at every spot. And so this is going to be a Gators women's basketball team where honestly, I don't think I've been this excited for a Gators women basketball team in a long time. The defense was on point. As Georgia State shot just 38.6% from the field, which is atrocious, by the way. And the Gators combined for 12 steals and five blocks. So both Gators, men's, and women's basketball team, great defense in week one or in game one, and sorry, still football mode, and better offense than we're used to seeing. I will say, similar to the men's basketball team, this Gators, women's basketball team, discipline was an issue because it wasn't just turnovers and it wasn't just fouls. It was both turnovers and fouls. The Gators turned the ball over 23 times on Tuesday night and they've committed 27 fouls, which is just uh, both of those numbers are atrocious against better competition. That's going to get you blown out of the water completely. So the Gators women's basketball team really needs to pick that up. That's something that cannot continue to happen. I get it. Early in the season, you're trying to gel. You're trying to get things going, you know, turning the ball over on missed passes or thinking someone's going to be somewhere else. And like, you think someone's spotting up at the corner, but they're actually cutting, and then you just chuck it right out of bounds. Things like that, they happen. It's miscommunication, especially early in the year. But it is something to note that early in the year, this team has not gelled yet, which is totally fine. Again, similar to how I spoke about the Gators men's basketball team, give it a month and then we can start being like okay still turning it over too much still fouling too much and not 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 things that are going to happen if this team wants to make a deep run in any tournament either side if they want to make a deep run in any tournament the Gators were down 14 to 12 at the end of the first quarter and then <laughs> and then for Georgia State it was just RIP nothing they had nothing going from there on out the Gators outscored Georgia State 25 to 13 in the second quarter, and it was just over at that point. If we're being honest, Georgia State, like they put up a tough fight for a little bit of the third quarter, but that second quarter just created way too much of a gap for the Gators, and they just kept running away with it for the remainder of the game. So, hey, you know, but that's another thing where it's like, hey, if if we're going to be streaky and we need to have one dominant quarter and then just hold on to it, that's not ideal against better competition. So Florida Gators women's basketball is back. It is, I want to say, better than last year. Certainly a better coach than we had last year. I just want to make that one very clear, but that is all I'm going to say about that situation. And the Florida Gators women's basketball team take on Towson University tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time in the preseason WNIT Classic. You can catch that game on YouTube. And seriously, I urge you all to watch the game on YouTube, just even if you just listen to it, just watch it, listen to it, do whatever, support our teams, whether they're men or female, I don't care. Just support our teams. Gators women's basketball going to make a deep run this year. I'm just going to let, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to let you know that, but thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. Tomorrow we'll preview Florida Sanford with some keys to victory, which my God, please, please Florida. Don't upset me here. Now make your second listen. Locked on bets, your daily one-stop shop for your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with expert with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, the handicapping expert for Locked on Gators. I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all of my written work with whole nine sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.